Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, read by your host, me, Eli. Chapter 34. Pinocchio is thrown into the sea, eaten by fishes, and becomes a marionette once more. As he swims to land, he is swallowed by the terrible shark. Down into the sea, deeper and deeper sank Pinocchio, and finally, after fifty minutes of waiting, the man on the cliff said to himself, By this time, my poor little lame donkey must be drowned. Up with him, and then I can get to work on my beautiful drum. He pulled the rope, which he had tied to Pinocchio's leg, pulled and pulled and pulled, and at last he saw appear on the surface of the water. Can you guess what? Instead of a dead donkey, he saw a very much alive marionette, wriggling and squirming like an eel. Seeing that wooden marionette, the poor man thought he was dreaming and sat there with his mouth open wide and his eyes popping out of his head. Gathering his wits together, he said, And the donkey I threw into the sea? I am that donkey, answered the marionette laughing. You? I? Ah, you little cheat. Are you poking fun at me? Poking fun at you? Not at all, dear master. I am talking seriously. But then how is it that you, who a few minutes ago were a donkey, are now standing before me a wooden marionette? It may be the salt effect of the water. The sea is fond of playing these tricks. Be careful, marionette. Be careful. Don't laugh at me. Woe be to you if I lose my patience. Well then, my master, do you want to know my whole story? Untie my leg and I can tell it to you. The old fellow, curious to know the true story of the marionette's life, immediately untied the rope which held his foot. Pinocchio, feeling free as a bird of the air, began his tale. Know then, that once upon a time I was a wooden marionette, just as I am today. One day I was about to become a boy, a real boy, but on account of my laziness and my hatred of books, and because I listened to bad companions, I ran away from home. One beautiful morning, I awoke to find myself changed into a donkey. Long ears, gray coat, even a tail. What a shameful day for me. I hope you will never experience one like it, dear master. I was taken to the fair and sold to a circus owner who tried to make me dance and jump through the rings. One night, during a performance, I had a bad fall and became lame. Not knowing what to do with a lame donkey, the circus owner sent me to the marketplace and you bought me. Indeed I did, and I paid four cents for you. Now who will return my money to me? But why did you buy me? You bought me to do harm, to kill me, to make a drumhead out of me. I think as you do, answered the marionette, laughing. Still, you must know that when the fish finished eating my donkey coat, which covered me from head to foot, they naturally came to the bones, or rather, in my case, to the wood. For as you know, I am made of very hard wood. After the first few bites, those greedy fish found out that the wood was not good for their teeth, 
and afraid of indigestion, they turned and ran here and there without saying goodbye or even as much as thank you to me. Here, dear master, you have my story. You now know why you found a marionette and not a dead donkey when you pulled me out of the water. I laugh at your story, cried the man angrily. I know that I spent four cents to get you, and I want my money back. Do you know what I can do? I'm going to take you to the market once more and sell you as dry firewood. Very well, sell me. I am satisfied, said Pinocchio. But as he spoke, he gave a quick leap and dived into the sea, swimming away as fast as he could. He cried out, laughing, Goodbye, master. If you ever need a skin for your drum, remember me. Ha <laughs> ha He swam on and on. After a while, he turned around again and called louder than before. Goodbye, master. If you ever need a piece of good dry firewood, remember me. Pinocchio swam faster and faster and harder and harder. Faster, Pinocchio. The monster will get you. There he is. There he is. Quick, 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 or you are lost. Pinocchio went through the water like a shot. Swifter and swifter, he came close to the rock. The goat leaned over and gave him one of her hoofs to help him up out of the water. Alas, it was too late. The monster overtook him, and the marionette found himself in between the rows of gleaming white teeth. Only for a moment, however, for the shark took a deep breath, and as he breathed, he drank in the marionette as easily as he would have sucked an egg. Then he swallowed him so fast that Pinocchio, falling down into the body of the fish, lay stunned for half an hour. When he recovered his senses, the marionette could not remember where he was. All around him was darkness, a darkness so deep and so black that for a moment he thought he had put his head into an inkwell. He listened for a few moments and heard nothing. Once in a while, a cold wind blew on his face. At first, he could not understand where that wind was coming from, but after a while, he understood that it came from the lungs of the monster. I forgot to tell you that the shark was suffering from asthma, so that whenever he breathed, a storm seemed to blow. I want to see him. He may be an old fish and may know some way of escape. I wish you all good luck, dear Marionette. Goodbye, Tunny. Goodbye, Marionette, and good luck. When shall I see you again? Who knows? It is better not to think about it. Chapter 35 In the shark's body, Pinocchio finds whom? Read this chapter, my children, and you will know. Pinocchio, as soon as he had said goodbye to his friend the Tunny, tottered away in the darkness and began to walk as well as he could toward the faint light which glowed in the distance. As he walked, his feet splashed in a pool of greasy and slippery water, which had such a heavy smell of fried fish oil in it that Pinocchio thought it was Lent. The farther on he went, the brighter and clearer grew the tiny light. 
on and on he walked till finally he found, I give you a hundred guesses, my dear children. He found a little table set for dinner and lighted by a candle stuck in a glass bottle. And near the table sat a little old man, white as snow, eating live fish. They wriggled so that now and again one of them slipped out of the old man's mouth and escaped into the darkness under the table. At this sight, the poor marionette was filled with such great and sudden happiness that he almost dropped in a faint. He wanted to laugh. He wanted to cry. He wanted to say a thousand and one things, but all he could do was to stand still, stuttering and stammering brokenly. At last, with a great effort, he was able to let out a scream of joy, and opening wide his arms, he threw them around the neck of the old man. Oh, father, dear father, have I found you at last? Now I shall never, never leave you again. Are my eyes really telling me the truth? Answered the old man, rubbing his eyes. Are you really my dear own Pinocchio? Yes, yes, it is I. Look at me. And you have forgiven me, haven't you? Oh, my dear father, how good you are. And to think that I, oh, but if you only knew how many misfortunes have fallen on my head and how many troubles I have had. Just think that on the day you sold your old coat to buy me my ABC book so that I could go to school, I ran away to the marionette theater and the proprietor caught me and wanted to burn me to cook his roast lamb. He was the one who gave me the five gold pieces for you, but I met the fox and the cat who took me to the inn of the red lobster. There they ate like wolves and I left the inn alone and I met the assassins in the wood. I ran and they ran after me, always after me, till they hanged me to the branch of a giant oak tree. Then the fairy of the azure hair sent the coach to rescue me, and the doctors, after looking at me, said, If he is not dead, then he is surely alive. And then I told a lie, and my nose began to grow. It grew, and it grew, till I couldn't get it through the door of the room. And then I went with the fox and the cat to the field of wonders to bury the gold pieces. The parrot laughed at me, and instead of 2,000 gold pieces, I found none. When the judge heard I had been robbed, he sent me to jail to make the thieves happy. And when I came away, I saw a fine bunch of grapes hanging on a vine. The trap caught me, and the farmer put a collar on me and made me a watchdog. He found out I was innocent when I caught the weasels, and he let me go. The serpent with the tail that smoked started to laugh, and a vein broke in his chest, and so I went back to the fairy's house. She was dead, and the pigeon, seeing me crying, said to me, I have seen your father building a boat to look for you in America. And I said to him, Oh, if I only had wings. He said to me, Do you want to go to your father? And I said, Perhaps, but how? And he said, Get on my back. I'll take you there. We flew all night long, and the next morning, the fishermen were looking toward the sea, crying, There's a poor little man drowning, 
and I knew it was you, because my heart told me so, and I waved to you from the shore. You want to escape? But how? We can run out of the shark's mouth and dive into the sea. You speak well, but I cannot swim, my dear Pinocchio. Why should that matter? You can climb on my shoulders, and I, who am a fine swimmer, will carry you safely to shore. Dreams, my boy, answered Geppetto, shaking his head and smiling sadly. Do you think it possible for a marionette a yard high to have the strength to carry me on his shoulders and swim? Try it and see. And in any case, if it is written that we must die, we shall at least die together. Not adding another word, Pinocchio took the candle in his hand, and going ahead to light the way, he said to his father, Follow me, and have no fear. They walked a long distance, through the stomach and the whole body of the shark. When they reached the throat of the monster, they stopped for a while to wait for the right moment in which to make their escape. I want you to know that the shark, being very old, and suffering from asthma and heart trouble, was obliged to sleep with his mouth open. Because of this, Pinocchio was able to catch a glimpse of the sky filled with stars as he looked up through the open jaws of his new home. As soon as Geppetto was comfortably seated on his shoulders, Pinocchio, very sure of what he was doing, dived into the water and started to swim. The sea was like oil, the moon shone in all splendor, and the shark continued to sleep so soundly that not even a cannon shot would have awakened him.